On this podcast, we discuss real-life experiences with teens and adults right here in Santa Barbara. The knowledge we gain and share from these talks are an aim to help young men and women build a solid foundation of confidence. So today I'm sitting here with Jason Hernandez. Jason, by at the age of 11, started getting in trouble, was became a father at 17, was getting in so much trouble that the county of Santa Barbara said uh, they would not like your company anymore. And yeah, very true. <laughs> sent you to Salvation Army, yeah. uh, the Salvation Army Bridge House in Santa Monica. And you completed the rehab over there in 2017. You're there now continuing on as a house manager and kitchen food pantry manager as well correct. for the Salvation Army Church. Yep, correct. So Jason, tell us a little bit about, let's start off, you said 11 years old. So what was childhood leading up to 11? Uh, it was, um, you know, pro- nothing different from probably a lot of people's, you know, broken families and, and stuff like that. Mom and dad? Uh, yeah, so my growing up, uh, I remember at a very young age, my mom and my dad not getting along very, you know, very much. So they separated. Um, and then not too much longer after that, um, my sister's dad came into the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so how old's your sister? My sister, today's her birthday. She just turned 27 today. Okay. Yeah. Um, and your age right now, uh, how old are you? 35. 35. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you might know her actually. So it's an eight year difference. Yeah. Eight year difference. So she, yeah, so he came to the picture, they got married, you know, had her, you know. Before we go there, so yeah. at what age do you remember your parents not getting along? Young. Like, I remember seeing fighting, you know. Um, physical? Yeah, physical, physical abuse all the time. Um, I was very young, and I, I I remember it, and sometimes I my mind plays tricks on me, like, oh, did that really happen? But, like, I, like I remember, you know, mm-hmm. like, seeing it you know, a lot, you know. So there's always that, like, disconnect that, like, you know, um, just not knowing what was really going on, like, behind closed doors, you know? I mean, I was seeing it, but I wasn't really, like, sure why, Yeah. you know? Did it make sense? Yeah, it didn't really make sense. And was was your mom just a receiver, or did your mom actually try it, to fight back? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was both, you know? Come to, like, now that I have conversations with, like, my dad and, and stuff like that, I can see... Um, it, addiction played a big part of it too uh-huh. you know like now that I like more they're more open, open about talking to me now about stuff like that they're able Both to, of them, huh? yeah, yeah be able to share like you know this is kind of like what we're going through you know or or whatever you know my dad's very open about about like what what he was doing and stuff like that so mm-hmm. it make now knowing like the addiction aspect of things and for myself I'm able to see like oh dang like that's addiction behavior you know stuff like that you know what I mean? now so, that you look back yeah you kind of you can make sense yeah, of exactly why it was happening yeah. yeah yeah but um but yeah so like i said i've seen her at a very young age um and, it, and even even like with my uh my stepdad you know it was still reoccurring you know you know being young didn't know but now that i look back on it i can see like okay well there was addiction played out like even in that relationship mm-hmm. you know so it's just like seen it all, like all the time and how long did it go on with your parents before they finally split um i was probably like f- five five years old when the split happened yeah when the split happened yeah like five. from what i remember 
probably ask my parents it's always a different answer yeah you know but and then before that so you're talking like three four years old you're yeah. witnessing and yeah. able to remember that oh, yeah. stuff happening yeah yeah and, and what was the split like what happened to you when the split happened um i remember staying with my mom um i don't i don't really remember too much like it wasn't like who do you want to like go with it was more like you're coming with me this, you is, what yeah, it is. this is what's yeah. happening it wasn't like i didn't get a choice and that even if I, I'm, I'm kind of glad because I don't know if like even if I was given the choice, I don't know what I would have done. Uh-huh. You know, that's kind of hard. So you had a, you had a good relationship with both of them at the time to where you would have had a hard time choosing. Yeah, like I would have probably went with my dad. You know, uh-huh. um, I don't think my dad was really in a place to be able to like take me in. But um, but yeah, I probably would have. You know, under the circumstances, just because. I don't know. You know, father needs a son needs his father. You know, mm-hmm. so. But, yeah, I'm not sure. I thought not, about that. That's not how it went down. Yeah, that's not how it went down. Yeah. And was did he stay in your life? Yeah, for for the most part, yeah. Uh, I think there was there was some uh, bad blood between him and my mom, of course. Uh, so I'm not really sure if that. My dad kind of like not turn his back maybe turn his back but kind of just didn't want to deal with it mm-hmm. you know so he, he was there maybe like kind of like a weekend type thing or like see I'll go to his house every once in a while you know yeah. then I'll go home you know or whatever but um and how was your relationship with your mother during that period uh it was I I remember this good relationship when I was very young there came a time I can't really pinpoint the, like the exact age, but there came a time where the relationship just wasn't there anymore. You know, like, didn't really feel the love, didn't really feel, like, the connection that mother and son love, you know? Um, it didn't really... It wasn't really played out or shown. At what age do you think that was? If the split happened at five, yeah. how long did it take for you to start feeling that Probably, way? like... Probably, that, like, when I first started getting in trouble, like, about 11 years old. I can like yeah probably like I could see it because I think there were, I think I yeah, more felt like dang like you know she has this other guy I, 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 I the got, stepdad yeah I got uh-huh. this new this new sister you know and stuff like that I, I was feeling kind of like outcasted because I have a, I have an older sister too and she left the house kind of young she moved up she moved out you know and I was like that's kind of was like the only thing that I really had kind of keeping me you know together or whatever was what what was my older sister like should we have my older sister we have the same mom same dad uh-huh. um, and then she like there was just a bunch of drama in the house with my stepdad and her so she kind of took off so I like, forget this I'm out of here you know and then when she left I was like damn like, you know I'm here by myself you know, like, you know did you I, feel she abandoned you not ne- not necessarily it was more like she had to get out and, mm-hmm. you know it's kind of I think it was kind of more like a ultimatum like you do this or whatever and you gotta get out okay well I'm gone yeah what age was she then she was like a teenager she must have been like about 17 Uh 18 yeah and then so she left and now the thing that was kind of holding you together is gone yeah and that's where you start to see you start getting in trouble yeah it's kind of stuff and then yeah that played up the part and then also like the death of my grandma um my mom's mom, she passed away when I was like, I don't know, like, I don't know, I was already in high school at the time, but that had played a really hard, big effect on my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, she kind of, it was, she's never really recovered from it, you know, 
and then I can there were shoes which is different after that you know you know she just really didn't didn't express really any emotion or any feeling or any love or anything like that that was while into high school when yeah. that happened yeah I was like that was like ninth grade high school when your when your sister left back when you were around 11 yeah how did you see that affect your mom um I don't know because my mom was my, my mom was really uh I mean she was upset but she was into her own addiction at the time you know she was like her and my stepdad, you know. What were they using? Uh, they were like doing. I know my. I would see my stepdad a lot. Like he would be on his chair on his TV, you know, just coked out, you know, with his beer and his remote, just coked out, you know. And I remember feeling like this sense of like neglect, like, dang, like you know, like where's food? Where's dinner at? What's up with food? You know, like you know. But it was like we had a fan for ourselves, you know. And then that's what's kind of really, that what's really kind of like made me and my younger sister really connect was because like I felt like I had to start taking care of her. Yeah. You know, so I would like, you make her food and 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 stuff like that or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Because my, I what I remember, like my mom being in the room, my sister being out on the couch. You know, like just on one. You know what I mean? And it was hard to like I didn't re- at the time I didn't really understand. I'm like, dang, what's going on? People are like weird. Like you know what's yeah. going on? I was young. You know. But you knew then, yeah. like, this isn't something's, normal. Yeah, something's not right. Like, know? where do you think you had that contrast? Yeah. Though, that's how you grew up. Yeah. Where, wh- What made you think that that wasn't normal? I don't know. I guess I just, I, I was just wondering, like, because I would see, like, other people's families, you know? And it wasn't, yeah. like, some, some, some people, like, you know, they, they didn't go through that, you know? They had their mom or whatever in the kitchen cooking all the time and doing all this stuff. Like visiting friends' yeah. house or just being around yeah, other you know, families. Yeah, and it, mom was, it just wasn't like that. You know, mom was just, it was different. I knew I knew it was different, but for me it was normal, but I knew it, it wasn't the norm or whatever. Yeah. You know? I knew there was just something different, you know? Yeah. And, at, and at 11, you're seeing this and you're starting to be more enticed to go out? Or how do you start taking that step of getting in trouble? Uh, I think it was just... I don't know. Like, I, I remember, like, going to, like, parties. Not parties, but, like, family get-togethers, like, on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd be young age, like, drinking. And I'd see, I'd see my older cousins, like, smoking weed and stuff like that, you know? And I think they're... The ones that got me high for the first time was my older cousins, yeah. you know, and then I just, I don't know, something like, I just was drawn to, to, I don't know, I just wanted to relieve, I just wanted to get out, I didn't want to be home, you know, and so I would go out and I, I was really into like, like BMX biking, right, so I'd get my bike, hop on my bike and I'd just ride around, you know, I'd have my little cassette player with my headphones on, I'd yeah, ride a Walkman, yeah, a little Walkman, old <laughs> uh-huh. school, you know. The yellow one, waterproof one. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I remember just riding my bike and just riding around town. Just so you had that escape. Would you be out there BMXing, getting high, or just yeah. you were cool with just BMXing? Well, I was doing I was doing both. You know, I was doing that. There was a couple a couple guys around in the neighborhood that um, you know, uh, I used to break dance with and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Start started smoking weeds. You know, start you know, drinking and stuff like that, and like it was just there. That's how music just happens. It was just, just there. Yeah, you it know? was in your environment. Yeah, it was, it was just around. It wasn't like I had to really go looking for it. It was just kind of, it was just there. And this was probably between 11 and 12 yeah. still? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still, yeah. Because I remember the kids that I was hanging out with, um, I was living on the west side at the time, 
and then they were they were already like at the Cumberland also like at Adams Elementary School uh-huh. you know so they were yeah they were just you just hang out they were like live right on the street in the corner yeah and you're getting along with them you're yeah. having a good time with them you're able to get out of your house yeah so it kind of just became yeah. oh, this is what I yeah. this is what I do yeah like oh damn I'm bored I'm gonna go see what, uh, if someone's so home or whatever you yeah know what I mean Cool. Did you ever get in any like structured BMX competitions, or was there any sports that came into play? Yeah, there, that was, there was. Um, so I, at the at the corner of my at the corner of my street, uh, the guy that actually um, ran like the BMX track that used to be at Earl One Showgrounds. Yeah. Uh, he was like, "Hey, man, you know, like him and his son, they, they used to build like jumps on the side of the house and start go down the street, and then they, he was like, man, you should come to the tr- to the track, you know, and, and come over there and." Uh, and just check it out like alright but it like cost money you know like I was really hesitant to like hey mom you know or this I'm, I want to try this new thing you know but like it costs money and because I mean you know growing up we didn't really have too too much or, or really anything but but the guy was cool enough to be like nah don't trip like he like ran oh, it, nice. so, yeah, yeah he like ran it so he's like nah man just, he, he saw he saw that I took an interest and I enjoyed it so he was like, just come on, just bring your bike, let, let's, let's go. So I used to go with him, and he would have us, like, build jump, like, build a track, you know, and stuff like that. And just, he let me do it for free. So it was really cool. And how long did you get to keep doing that for? I did that until about maybe 12 to, like, 14, maybe. Maybe even earlier. Maybe it was, like, 11 to, like, 13, Maybe. And when you went to the track, were you still getting high and drinking? Um, or, or was that not, a time not as much? It, it was like it kind of like died. It, it kind of stopped. It wasn't really. It wasn't like an everyday thing, mm-hmm. you know. It was. It was. What do you think that was? Because being over there, there was more structure. Mm-hmm. You were building things. Yeah. You were. You were trying to get actually better with stuff. Yeah, or? I think it was my time was just being occupied. Uh huh. You know, it was. It was more of like, because even when I was drinking and stuff, it was like I was taking like my stepdad's beers from the house you know what I mean I had so much ADD I felt like dang if I drink one of these beers maybe I'll go to sleep you know yeah. I don't know what it was it just but then he would get mad he'd be like where are my beers at oh, you know? and <laughs> he would be pissed off cause you counted them yeah, or, you, yeah, just, or yeah. you just got out of hand with it yeah well I mean I just I, one, I, I drink one and then I sneak back to the kitchen get another one and I was young and yeah. then the next morning I don't know just, where are my beers at I don't know yeah. you know what I mean I want to drink them yeah. that's my mom <laughs> But so I remember, like, it, like when I would drink, it was, it was mostly like at the house, kind mm-hmm. of even by myself. Yeah, you know. And then, what made you stop doing going to or Warren? I, uh, I kind of just stopped. Like, I went to a, um, I started went to a different school. Uh, so I, I went to like Lacumbra. I got kicked out of Lacumbra. They sent me to Peabody. Um, I went well, Lacumbra Junior High. Yeah. Peabody's Elementary. Yeah. So, so well, because Adam School was uh, only went up to fifth grade. So at the uh-huh. time, the Coomber had sixth yeah, grade over there. The so middle school. The middle, like the middle school part of it. So like, I got kicked out of there. They sent me over there to Peabody. Graduated there. Then I went to La Colina, and then I went to San Marcos. So it was like I I uh, I um, stopped kind of hanging out with the people I was hanging out with. You know, well, that was crazy because you went from a junior high back to an yeah, elementary yeah, for a little bit. That yeah. must have been a trip. Yeah, it was kind of weird. And yeah. then, and then, so how did that stop you from going to uh, or Warren doing something that you like so much? I kind of, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I always was kind of like still into it, but um, I think like the money factor always kind of played a played a part in it. You know, not really having like money to 
to do it or to keep up and you know people were always going to like out of state for all this kind of stuff yeah. so i kind of just just you lost interest. tired of yeah the, kind of the free park could get yeah, you. yeah 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 i kind of just lost interest in it yeah you know? um but i still to this day have a love for bikes like you know stuff like that it's yeah pretty cool and so what what do you start doing with that free time now of all the time you're spending at or warren you're not doing that anymore what takes its place just chasing girls you know just being a knucklehead just you know not really i really started like in june when i got to junior high that's when i really started like smoking weed popping pills and, and stuff like that before school dances you know thought it was cool just you know mm-hmm. popping whatever it was. i didn't even, didn't even ask what it was it was just popping it and this was at La Cumbra? This was at La Colina. La Colina? Yeah. Oh. So it was, you know, it, I look back and I can really start seeing like that whole addict behavior, you know, now that I know like what it is and like, what, like the things to, to look for, like mm-hmm. in other people, I can totally see it like in myself, like, wow, like all signs of like, you don't slow down you're gonna yeah. you know what I mean like you're gonna before wreck. you even yeah. got there looking back you see all these kids yeah. on his way exactly you know and where where did the pill just other kids had yeah. pills yeah. just yeah. hand out yeah it was easy to me it's, if, if you think about it like the the most accessible uh, the place to get it is like a medicine cabinet you know what I mean the parents keep their medicine in their, you know, their pills in the medicine cabinet mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that's what I did too and once I figured that out I started going to my own parents medicine cabinet you know and, and there it was it's like bam there it is boom you know I don't I didn't need to go to some, somebody on the street you know I just get it right there you know and it was always like the downers or yeah, yeah. it was mostly like, like first it was like what kids riddling or something like that mm-hmm. you know something stupid and then it turned out like to be like muscle relaxers and then bike and all that kind of stuff you know like just whatever it was mixing that with alcohol is a deadly combination you know yeah like that's yeah. a silent killer right there you know yeah yeah because uh you know you take those to get you cotton mouth you get thirsty yeah. you keep drinking you know? yeah before you know it it's a wrap you're yeah. dozed out and you, you don't even know you what. don't wake up yeah, exactly and and so you were did you feel you had to do that in order to be able to have the confidence to go talk to girls in, in dances? Or nah. those were two separate Nah, two things. separate. Because yeah. I mean, I've always been the kind of like... No problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk, start sparking up a conversation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I never really had a problem. My confidence level yeah, with that was never really... It was probably too much to tell the truth. But, yeah, I never really had a problem with that. But it was just more of the thing to, you know, the thing to do. That was... I guess I don't want to see impression like very impressionable, but maybe, maybe that's what it was. I don't know. I just never said no. Some no. things I I would you know I wouldn't do everything, but some things I'd be like, nah, I'm cool on that, you know. But if it seemed cool at the time, you know, seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, I did it. And nobody was offering you. Were they offering you like coke at that time? Yeah. Or like crank was around. Yeah, right yeah, then? yeah, for sure. You know, and I had nobody really at home to tell me no or talk to me about it had nobody tell me like hey you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that yeah you know and when you came home it's not like you were gonna have your mom looking at your yeah, eyes exactly. and smelling your yeah. clothes and yeah. see all that you knew they yeah she'd probably be in her room yeah and your and your stepdad would be sitting yeah. on the couch and i got to the age where i'd be like well why are you getting mad at me for doing this and you, you know like i had that i i played that card out you know yeah. like, what are you talking about you if know? they ever even tried to say yeah. nothing you pulled that out yeah. real quick you know it didn't get me far but you know, I still, pull, I still pull it out yeah. once in a while. I get smacked around, uh-huh. you know, but still, you know. But it didn't stop you. Yeah, exactly. It didn't stop me. You know, it wasn't going to stop me. But then it's not like they told me. And then 
nobody ever sat me down and was like, hey, this is not a good idea. This is what you should not do. Yeah. You know? So that's what I'm trying to pass along like, to, to her, you know? So that, yeah, educate them. Yeah, right? like, this is what you should not You got to be careful for this. You got to be careful for that. I, I feel like maybe if I had that, I mean, I was, it's nobody's fault. Like, I don't ever blame my, what I went through, like, on anybody, on my parents or nothing like that. Uh, I take full responsibility, but if I had if I had somebody to tell me like hey man you know like don't do like this not let's look out for this or look out for that yeah maybe I would have been more aware of of like the consequences at the time you know yeah like, I feel that's 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 still a fine line and who knows what the exact right way or wrong way is yeah. but for parents to be able to be open and talk yeah. with their kids I, yeah. it's like sometimes they forget that they did it all themselves yeah, yeah and then they're so quick to tell their kids just don't do it yeah but not any reasoning behind it yeah. and at least reasoning that a kid's actually going to relate to a teenager's going to relate to because you can't tell a teenager don't do it because it's bad for you yeah or don't do it because you're gonna get in trouble yeah. that's not gonna stop most yeah, of them exactly but if like, you, that sounds kind of fun you know yeah yeah, yeah but totally. if you tell them why like the exact reason, like yeah, if you drink beer and take Vicodins, yeah, you, you know your own lungs could yeah, just yeah. stop working yeah. because you're just so relaxed yeah. and you know and just things like that because you know they're gonna, part of growing up as a teen is experimenting mm-hmm. with different things and I feel as parents or even just as older brothers, mm-hmm. uncles, whatever we yeah. are to the to yeah. the teenagers, is that our experiences can help them in a lot of ways yeah. but you got to be open to sharing exactly. that that you weren't no angel yourself exactly and i think that's uh, i feel like fortunate enough to like if i had to go through what i had to go through you know what i mean like maybe it can help her mm-hmm. like i say like oh no I'm, I'm not gonna do that you know my dad told me what's up on that or you know he put me up on game on um, on that or I, i've seen it already you know like i'm not gonna do that yeah you know? so one that's a good thing that came out of like the whole thing you know the whole process that i had to go through was like knowledge and, and perspective and that i can pass on to yeah and you came out on the other end yeah. on a positive yeah. note to where you're able to share you yeah. those knowledge and experiences yeah. to help others yeah i think it's important junior high would you say that's what you have stuck to is the pills drinking getting girls mm-hmm. are you starting to get sexually active in junior high no, no. i mean i mean I mean, to a point, you know. I mean, I had I had my kid when I was young, so mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can, pretty much go hand in hand. You know, sometimes, sometimes, you know what I mean. But, uh, but yeah, it was it was that's what it was for me. Just, you know, being trying to be cool and trying. Oh yeah, I've been with this person or whatever it is. Yeah, you know, trying to be a player. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. But now I'm like, dude, like I see, I see people that try to do that. I'm like, it's not, it's not it, man. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard because like, growing up, you, 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 in society, it's like that's your status. Sometimes it's like, how many, especially as a yeah young man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, how many girls have you been with or stuff like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and and it's sad because because people waste a lot of time doing that. You know what I mean? And a lot of relationships get hurt, and a lot of people get hurt. And it's, you're, you know what I mean? And it's yeah, just, there's not, there's a lot more of that in the movies or yeah. the music industry where it's like, well, how many girls can you get? How yeah. many girls have you been yeah. with? There's not too many of like, how many fulfilling relationships have yeah. you been in? You know, yeah, how, exactly. how many long lasting yeah. relationships have but you I been in? But I think it boils down to like what we've seen like growing up. Like if you don't see like a stable relationship or a fa- uh, relationship within the family, like that's not what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I can't say that for everybody, but some, I guess some people do. 
you know because even like for me like now as i got older like that's what i wanted but i guess it's over time you know you grow yeah. up and you you start changing the way you the way you think and stuff like that but i just think you know it's promotion of this just the sex and like that's all around you everywhere you see you know so people like think that's what you gotta be that's what you gotta chase and oh man I, uh, if i have this girl if i have this car if i have this or that or whatever you know so people are trying to obtain this just false like yeah and, and, they're, and they're listening to the other teenagers yeah. around them who yeah. are pumping yeah like, inflating their stories yeah, well, yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the homie got this nice car yeah. like dang you know and to somebody that doesn't have nothing that's going to appeal to them they're going to want to get you know what i mean and that's what that's what what it was for me yeah. you know what I mean where you got this kid saying oh I slept with this girl yeah. and I slept with that girl yeah. and most of the time it's not even true yeah and then once but, you start having kids and then it's like you know like hey man yeah, you gotta you gotta better watch out because you know, now there's gonna be kids out there that are gonna be, are gonna be like you know trying to get after your kid you know stuff like that yeah. you know what i mean like I, it's it's crazy and was sex education the same as drug education for you nobody was sitting down talking no, to you was telling me anything it kind it of was just more like yeah it wasn't heard what your homies had to say yeah. heard what you've seen on tv yeah. or yeah it wasn't really it was nothing was ever really told to me like that from anybody you know at the bare minimum did you know oh i should be wearing condoms yeah 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 i got that from whatever like from school or just yeah, just from, you know, the everyday every, people yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I think that's the same. The same not enough parents are yeah. talking. A lot of people say it's difficult, but, I mean, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't see it. I, yeah. I see it being difficult putting your kids out there into the world not, without that yeah, education. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yo. yeah. If anything, I go overboard till my kids tell me to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'd rather them, me trying to cram that info in there rather yeah. than in them not hearing yeah. or knowing it. Yeah, for sure. Because it is going to come back to bite you if you don't. Yeah. You know, and it's... In a couple of different ways it can, you know. You never know. It's dangerous out there. So, and so junior high, what high school did you end up going into after junior high? I went to San Marcos. And then, uh... Me and her mom, I was, I think I was living with her mom at that time. That's your boyfriend, girlfriend? Yeah, boyfriend, girlfriend. I got kicked out of, kicked out of my house, you know, mm-hmm. for like fighting with my stepdad, you know, got to like physical altercations and it just got really bad, um, you know, fighting with, you know, calling my mom out her name and just crazy, you know, just crazy stuff in the house. There was an incident where she was really young and, um, and, uh, something happened to me and my stepdad and it just got, it got pretty bad and, um. Uh, you know, cops were called, and, and and then her grandma was just like, "All right, just you know, come come stay, you know, come stay with us, you know, like." Just grandma on the mom's side or on yeah, your side? Yeah, no, her, her her grandma, her mom's mom. Okay. Yeah, and then so I went over there for a little bit, but that at first I went over there first before even all that happened, um, just because our relationship with my mom. Yeah. Was, so was, even before you became a father, you yeah. were staying yeah. with, with your girlfriend yeah. at the time mm-hmm. at her mom's yeah. house? Yeah. Okay. So I was staying over there, and then, um, yeah, go to school, you know, come back home. So I was kind of living like that already, like, married lifestyle at mm-hmm. a very young age, you know? Which so you were like, 16 at this yeah, time? Yeah, which helped me, because it kind of kept me, like, like, um... Like in the house, you know, mm-hmm. I had places I needed to be somewhere, you know, like I, I had her, you know, and, and well, so let's go still before you had her, yeah, leading up to that point when you got your girlfriend, excuse me, pregnant, 
was that a big deal to anybody besides you like I know like when I was 17 and and uh late 16 early 17 having to tell my parents that hey yeah I'm gonna be father that was something big yeah did you have that yeah I I sat them down took them to McDonald's on Upper State Street (laughs) I remember outside and uh was like I got something to tell you guys your mom and your stepdad yeah my mom and my 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 real dad dad. yeah um and my my older sister and I was like I got something to tell you guys you know I got got what 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 but you know I'm like I'm gonna be a dad what like yeah you know people start crying stuff like that Mm -hmm. but um yeah I mean it was I was super nervous I wasn't really nervous but I was more like still in disbelief like oh this is really happening you know and then um yeah nine months later she was she was born Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what what did you where did you guys find out Planned Parenthood uh no she just I think she just took a a pregnancy test you know I think she yeah she just took it and she just told me one day I remember we were uh, it was like when the fair was around Uh you know I was like, let's go to the fair, you know, let's go, let's go, let's go to the fair, get on some rides. And she was like, oh, I'll go, but I don't know, I don't, I don't like rides, you know? And I'm like, all right. All of a sudden. Yellow setting, you know? <laughs> like, what do you mean, you know? And then uh, one of her other friends was there, and like, they were like whispering, you know, back and forth to each other. What's going on, man, you know? And then uh, that night she told me, she told me, was, uh, oh, you know, the reason why I didn't get on any other rides because I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh, she told me old part. <laughs> I'm like, oh, dang. Yeah. Like, all right, and then like I guess she thought I was gonna be like all all mad. I'm like, oh, you know, like, cool, okay. What do we do now? You know. Yeah, Mem- you remembering back then your thought process was that it wasn't you were kind of just going with the flow or what? yeah. I I just didn't know like what to you know. I I mean, for I guess she thought my first reaction was gonna be like I was gonna be pissed off mm-hmm. or something, you know. But I was more like, all right, you know. Like, what's the next step like what are we doing you know but what do we do from here we'll figure it out like don't worry you know like we're, we're gonna do this sure enough we did and then when I then yeah I graduated she was six month old six month old and you graduated from San Marcos yeah yeah so through through your high school time you know no expulsion no suspension you uh, did alright or yeah well I got threatened to uh, they tried to kick me out a couple times um summing up went then mm-hmm. uh, but uh, my probation officer at the time, I was like, "Look, man, like I'm, I'm, I really, you know, I got a kid on the way, you know, like I, I feel like if you guys kick me out of here, um, like I'm not gonna have like a diploma. I'm not gonna, you know, through my, in my mind, I was like, if I don't graduate high school, like, how am I gonna tell my daughter, like, you got, you gotta graduate, you know? She's gonna tell, well, you didn't graduate. Why do I, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So like, I, I, I really was already thinking ahead." A little bit, so I told my probation officer, like, look, like, keep me here. Let me, let me, let me work it out. You know what I mean? Let me, let me, let me, let me figure, figure out what I gotta do. You know, because at, at the, on paper, it was looking like I wasn't gonna graduate. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, too well, late. What were you getting kicked out for? Just bad grades, ditching? Uh, yeah, true. I was just wouldn't never go to school. Uh huh. You know, it was just true all the time. I was on truancy probation and then regular probation, so they, they got me. I was on paper twice. Yeah. You know. Um, and then, like, I she ended up giving me a chance. It's like, all right, but if you if you uh, if you don't do what you got to do, like, then I'm I'm kicking you out. And that's it. And your, your probation officer or the yeah, principal? My probation officer. Okay. So, so they were they were like talking together, my probation officer and yeah. the principal. And then 
so I, I had to go to like every single one of my teachers and like look man like I don't know what I gotta do but I'm gonna do it because the mother of my daughter too she's like no you're gonna do what you have to do like, you better do every single thing they say you gotta do I'm like, alright so I did it and then I had a couple people in my corner like that were helping me out and stuff like that you know? who were the others in your corner there was like this security guard at uh high school I remember he was like man what's up with you man are you having a kid you know like he really kind of like drilled into me like you gotta get your stuff together you know like get it together man like you got a kid on the way I remember it really started making me think you know and then talking with with uh, my daughter's mom all the time like you know she really like didn't let up on me she like she, like really on me so she was always a positive yeah. strong yeah she helped me out like if, honestly like I would say like if it wasn't for her like I don't know if I would have graduated mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have like stuck it out you know cause I just didn't want like, and what, what were you doing when you were not going like just, just being lazy or out smoking out getting high getting high, high yeah. you know that's about it you know wasn't just messing around chasing girls all that kind of stuff you know still so you got that you got yourself online and with the help of others yeah with the help of others. and people. pulled through yeah yep graduated uh, yeah and, and not you didn't get held back once you yeah. just went right I, through. I, I had to go to every single teacher and be like look they said all right you have i want to report on this i want to report on this i want to report on this and i was like man and then i, I just I did it you know and i got a's on, on all of them too so it was like more of like just a lack of like not applying myself yeah, you know, no doubt. The effect for sure. Like it wasn't like I was dumb or stupid, you know, I, or whatever. It was just the lack of motivation was. It was the motivation wasn't there, you know. And what and the key point to the motivation was you, you looking into the future and knowing your daughter. Yeah, may hold that against yeah. you. That and then also you didn't want to let some people around you down. Yeah. Uh -huh. So that's pretty big. Yeah. Huh? That was like the only thing. You know, I really wanted. You wouldn't have done it for yourself. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. So I was like the only thing that was really, really on my mind all the time. I was like, man, I got a kid, man. Like I got to get it together, you know. And then you graduated, and you said, how old was your daughter? When she you was six months old. Six months. I got a picture. Uh, I got a picture of her, her and my diploma. It's like a little. Yeah. Send, like a send me that. Send yeah. me a couple photos, yeah. please. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was cool, you know. And graduated, and then. But then after that, I was, like, really getting back into, like, drugs again. That's the first time I, after I, uh, right before I graduated, it was the first time I ever tried crystal meth. First time, you know. And did you just try it just to do it or because of the workload and you wanted I, to get an edge? I just wanted to try it. Cause crank was still around. Yeah. You know. And uh, they were like, it's just like crank, you know, just different. All right. What do I do with it? Because it looked like little broken up pieces of glass or whatever. Yeah. like. Let's chop it up just like a lion. All right, went back home and did it, and I was like, "What the heck?" Again, you went to go do it by yourself, yeah, or again by myself. No. Yeah, I went to went to did it in the bathroom out where I was staying at, at her at her house, at her grandma's house, where I was staying with her mom. You know, I just felt like I wanted to run my head into a wall. I hurt bad, you know, and burn. And I just like, "What the heck is this?" Like, you know, and then it didn't really get too bad. I, it didn't really get too bad after that, you know, because I didn't really like it at first. Mm -hmm. You know, but then once I started smoking it, it changed the game for me. Like it was like, like well, who told you to start smoking it? I forgot where I was at. I don't even remember. I don't even know. I just remember like there was, I was where was I? At? I don't know if it was at a party, and then people were lining it up, and then other people were smoking it, 
they had a, seen a pipe in their hand. I'm like, what is that? Because at this point, you're like, ah, like snorting, yeah, I could do yeah, without. Yeah, that, it's like, I'm cool. <laughs> you know, like, if that's what it's going to be, then I'm good. Yeah. You know? But uh, after that, I started smoking it, and it was just, it got me. Like, it just digged its claws in me. Like, that was, it was like, first it was like every other weekend, on the weekends, and it became for the week, then it became like, you know, and then I was like, dude, I, I, then I started wanting to sell it, you know, and it just started building and progressing, progressing, progressing. Yeah, progressing let's, let's so stay much. on that route. Yeah. So because I, I really think that people, they're like three, six months ahead before they realize, oh, damn, this shit does, has a hold on me. 100%. And it's too hard for them to stop at that point. Yeah. How long did it take you? Like, gradually, were you always just like, oh, this is just cool. It's like the feeling I'm but I could stop at any time yeah, exactly that's exactly what I was like oh it's not a big deal it's not a big deal and I didn't really I haven't really see so many people that were really strung out like on that stuff you know what I mean so it was kind of fairly, fairly new a little bit you know so you didn't really hear about the effects or whatever you know yeah. it was just like it made you feel like Superman you know it made you feel like you, like you just want to do whatever you know um, and everyone around you was still look normal yeah. functioning yeah and, it was cool yeah. it, it wasn't really like a big deal it wasn't it wasn't a big deal but um but the usage started getting more free, frequent more frequent and then um so yeah. like what's the typical your typical usage with that at was it at a party or was it always going home it was solo uh, it was it was it varied it depended if it was at a party it it, it, it went from from the party then I would go back you know it was yeah. like it's, then I started to be more open to like doing it with whoever you know and this was at the this is the beginning stages of me because I was I was a chronic user of crystal meth for for years on just years. until I was I turned years to come after yeah, that. yeah all the way up until um I mean there was like a little bit of gap like it's like a little gap you know mm-hmm. and I tried like crack and all, just, just different things I tried it all you know yeah uh but there was a there's a, like I said there's a gap where I kind of just didn't use it you know but it was from from when i first tried it till when i went to rehab it was on cracking the whole entire time you know like different events took place in between the whole time too the guy at the end it was worse robbing people and all that kind of stuff and so from parties to being solo at the house uh-huh. and as far as being able to buy it was that digging into your finance? I mean, were you working? I mean, I was. Uh, yeah, I was working, um, but it was it was more being. It was just there. It was like it was more. It was abundant. Yeah, it was just there. It wasn't really like I really like I had to pay for it so much, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever ever really remember spending too much money on it because I didn't really back then. I was it wasn't like I needed a whole lot anyways. That wasn't until like later in, into my usage where it was gonna be like. I need it, I need it, I need it, spending every every single dollar on yeah. it, you know, it was more like, I could be cool off a little, like a little piece, you know, and I'd be cool. Where you, you would still get high, Yeah. but as you progress, you needed some just to function yeah. normally? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, where, in between all this time, are are you working, like, do you have a job to support your daughter, or how yeah, do you make your money? Yeah, I was working, um, at a couple of different places, I was working, like, at, uh, uh, blenders mm-hmm. it was like one of my I was working at Sears Sears was my first job over there in the Cuba Plaza yeah Sears was my first job and then uh, I got fired I got fired I got laid, laid off I, I remember um, I guess I don't know I just didn't go one day and they 
they just said it was like job abandonment, you know. So they, yeah, no show, no call. Yeah, or? yeah, no show, no call. And then uh, so after that, I started working at Blenders, and then I started drinking a lot while I was working there because I would go to Albert. I, had, I would have somebody buy me alcohol at Albertsons, and I'd be making Blenders. And I'd be putting We're at five points. Yeah, or? five points uh-huh. right there. I put whiskey and stuff in the Blenders, getting faded at work, you know. Um, yeah, that was bad. Smoking, smoking in the freezer too over there. Seems like every everywhere smoking I went. Meth or uh, no, I was smoking bud. Smoking yeah, bud. Smoking uh-huh. bud. But um, but yeah, so I was working a little bit. Um, and then, and then there was a period of time where like I just wasn't working too. Uh, I don't know if it was just I couldn't get a job, wasn't really looking, wasn't you know. And then I got a. There's like a couple gaps like, in between that, but then. Then I'd find work, and then I wouldn't find work, and I'd find work, you know. But your daughter was always taken care of? Because yeah. even, like, Sears and Blenders, that's not yeah. a whole lot of yeah. big paychecks yeah. coming in. No, it wasn't. And who helped that? Your, your lady and yeah. and the mom, the yeah. grandma? Yeah, and then my dad helped me out a little bit, too. My dad would help me out, you know, if there was anything I needed and stuff like that, you know, he'd help me out. Did that ever get to you? Like, did that ever sit on, on your conscience? Like, yeah, I could be doing more? Oh, or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Do you feel? Do you feel that when you were when you would think that way, would it make you want to go out and find better work, or it may just smoke up and yeah. forget about it? No, like I would, I, I would definitely think about it. I was like trying to figure out. It seemed like no matter what, I I don't know if I just couldn't get ahead. You know, like I would try. I would I would like put applications in. I'd do this. I'd do that. But it's just people ain't trying to hire a. a person with just a GED and the way I looked, you know what I mean? The way mm-hmm. I looked and just, like, just wasn't, I didn't fit the, yeah. fit the, um, you know what I mean? Unless I was, like, in the back doing something, like, you know, whatever. I was more, like, manual labor, side jobs, stuff like that, like, hands-on stuff. I worked with my dad for a little bit. I worked construction for a little bit, mm-hmm. and, you know, stuff like that, to, you know, to try to make ends meet, but... It was, it was, I ain't gonna lie, it was rough for a little bit, you know, was, there was a period of time where, like, it was just rough, you know, it was yeah. hard for me to find a job. And this kind of went on to, like, what age? Um, I mean, it was, like I said, it was off and on, it was, uh, so there was, I would have a job for, like, a year or two, and then, like, or five years, and then I'll have a job for, you know, it was, like, off and on, you know, I wasn't, I think it was, like, like, about 2007, um, I... I got laid off from this job. I used to work at Smart Hatcher. It's mm-hmm. the place on the east the side. Right there. Place? Yeah, yeah. It's a work right there. Uh, worked there for like five years. It was good. Um, but then my usage, right, when I started working there, it got really bad. You know, I was smoking with a couple of the, uh, <laughs> with a couple of guys at work, you know, yeah. going across into the yard and, and blocking the wind from the, where the showers are at, you know, just getting high, tweaking at work, you know, driving, you know, tweaking, you know, it was just, it was bad, you know, and, then, and that's when I really could see the effects like you know, dang, that's you know that maybe uh maybe yeah. I don't yeah maybe I can't don't stop one yeah <laughs> maybe I can't stop this you know what I'm saying, but at that time I was like I was getting you no know, I was you know I was backing it up you know what I mean like I was dishing it out you know so I was working getting a check and then also trying to make money on the side but it was more just to su- support my habit mm-hmm. you know it wasn't necessarily like oh yeah I'm trying to be this big old dealer Bother, yeah. yeah it was just like get high for free and you know make my money back you kind know? of break even so yeah. you buy the next sack yeah. and do it again yeah exactly yeah. so I don't have to pay for, pay for it you know yeah. but um so yeah then that, that's do, do you think that on a 
on a conscious level do you think that uh made you feel a little bit better that hey i'm not spending money that uh, i'm really just slanging this yeah um i don't know because i don't know i, I don't know if i ever even thought about that mm-hmm. you know i know I, I know that i used to feel bad about the money that i would make off off slanging and like i would go and take her like amy how you want to go smirk like i don't know if she remembers but like we'd go downtown and like go buy clothes or whatever and like the money I was spending was like the money I was making off uh, off slanging yeah off slanging and stuff like that you know because I didn't have a job and I don't know if she, she like really knew I don't know did you know that I don't know if she really knew but like I wasn't working you know but I had money you know and like you know and it's just uh, so I feel I, I, I think about that yeah. you know sometimes like if she would ever think about that you know because I know her I, mean, I know her mom did you know what I mean? Where's he getting his money at? Oh, so I got, I got side jobs. You know, I'm doing side jobs, you know? Yeah. So that was my get down. You Which know? wasn't totally out of the picture. You did have side yeah, jobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're just working on the side, you know, uh, on the side side, you know? Yeah. But, but yeah, so, I mean, money was coming in. Not not how I would have liked it, though, you know? Yeah. It wasn't like a firm foundation of, like, work, steady work. Yeah. The reason why I asked about that is just, like, I get, I'm curious to know is when you're actually paying to get high. Yeah. I think makes a big difference rather than then it's just there like you said it was yeah. always there yeah if you're at a party you're there oh cool I'll smoke but I've never had to buy it like, yeah you know I got this yeah. I'm, I'm not coming out of pocket yeah. for it it's just there yeah. but when you actually make the the actual decision to spend yeah. your money yeah. to go buy something to yeah. get high on that's uh, I could see that being a big oh yeah you know, that, big and that, and that, that right there came at the end of my run like the last maybe like five years of my run like that's when it really was like spending my life like I wouldn't even eat like I'd rather just spend a bag. if I had it spend my last 20 bucks on a sack you know mm-hmm. and, or, or try to flip something you know try to get something to flip something to in order to like double up and, or whatever you know like try to get my money back on something just to get high you know what I mean it was like i go out eating I'd go out with, with whatever but that was like towards the end you know like towards the end of my run when it got really really bad so at that job where you say where you start smoking and you're working what's what's the progression from that it starts getting worse and worse yeah because the, the, my behavior like what i was uh partaking in you know like i end up like robbing people you know and like breaking into houses and and, and just crazy stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean like doing stuff that i i just could get a lot of time for you know, if I ever, if I ever got caught doing that stuff, um, but not only that was was that that was never really in your nature, right? You didn't yeah. grow up stealing yeah. from people, no, and that wasn't it wasn't my nature at all. I, was yeah. not, I never really liked to steal, you know. But but being under the influence of that made me do whatever, you know. It was it made me do like whatever. I was willing to do whatever. You so know? in a typical day, once you got to that point, what's the mindset when you wake up? Is it how am I gonna make the money to to more, get some? More, more I don't know, cause like it was more like how am I gonna come up? Uh-huh. You know, like how, what's the lick today? You know, like what, what what am I gonna do today just to 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 come up on whatever, whoever? You know what I mean? Like it was. Was there any lines at the time of like, well, I may rob somebody, but I'll, I'll never rob this person, or I won't steal from that person? Y- yeah, I mean it was. Yeah, um, it was more of like. I used to like to if I if I came in contact with people that I knew that had like nice things or whatever like you know rich kids or mm-hmm. or, or whatever 
that come and buy a sack, you know, come and get a sack and I just go back and steal it, you know, and whatever else they got, you know, it was, uh, but yeah, I had lines, I wouldn't, you know, break into people's houses that I knew, mm-hmm. you know, like friends or family or anything like that, I wouldn't do that, I would keep it like out of areas that I knew my friends like lived in and stuff like that or whatever, it was more like just like rich kids and or, or or people other people that were also coming up you know trying to trying to do stuff come up on them too yeah you know you know they're doing the same thing yeah, as you exactly. are so they got some things around them yeah exactly because i just uh for the mo- a lot of times those lines they start there yeah but then they become more gray and gray and then you know i've been victim here at work keeping homies busy and and different people busy trying to give yeah. them a chance yeah. and then but that you know, they see some opportunities oh, yeah. around, they see some checks around, some shiny, they see some petty yeah, cash yeah. around, mm-hmm. and uh, it seems like they can't, they can't help themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you sure. were always able to, to keep those lines? More or less, uh-huh. you know. Um, but I mean, to the level, to the extent that I would go, you know, and it kind of cancels all that, that, that out, you know, like things that I was doing. Um, but, I think about it now, I'm like, dang, you know, like, I did a lot of crazy stuff, you know, but all driven by mm-hmm. my addiction, all driven by the, I gotta have it, I need, you know, like, and, and there was also a thrill in it too, you know, like, I was driven off adrenaline too, yep. you know, I was addicted to that too, it wasn't just, just like, just the drugs, it was like, oh, then I just got away with that, you know, this and that, cops can't see me, or all, you know, that, that mentality, yep. that like, that invincible, yeah, exactly, you know, you know, but, was not invincible you know or did you always run solo or you had a little crew with you or it changed yeah it, it, it depends you know like I, I didn't really trust too many people you know uh, especially when it came to that um, especially when I got into like dealing dealing uh, there's just some people that I didn't hang out with some people I didn't didn't mess with you know you just never know people are telling on everybody all the time mm-hmm. um, you know I just I just try to keep to myself with that kind of with that stuff you know and a lot of people that I was doing stuff with or doing stuff for uh, put me up on game on, on, on like who to mess with and who not to mess with and, you know and stuff like that because a lot of like a lot of stuff comes with that you know when you're out there pushing a lot of stuff comes comes with that you yeah know? so it's the, the environment that yeah. you're surrounding yourself yeah. with it's a uh, like day and night from just regular yeah. you know going about it's, working raising a yeah. family it's a whole different yeah it's different you know so there's a lot of people like I didn't trust and so I you know I was always paranoid about people you know what I mean um, and do you think how much of more of that paranoia is amplified just from the side effects of glass uh, pro- I mean a good, a good amount you know um, but I mean I, always, I don't know I always had this sense of of, of I mean, I would like to think I did, you know, mm-hmm. I have that sixth sense on, on people, you know what I mean? Yeah. But who knows? I mean, a lot of it, I, I like I like to think that I wasn't really, you know, you can see those people that are super paranoid, peeking out the windows every five minutes yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I never got, I was never really like that. You know, I, I never, I could handle it a little better than that. You're you know? not going around telling people there's conspiracies yeah, and nah, for other nah, people nah, out nah, there nah, to I get you. That's <laughs> what I get out of here. I, ain't got, I don't want your money. Get up out of here. Yeah. I ain't trying to hear that. You know, FBI is tapping yeah. their phone. Like Everything. That. Everything's yeah. tapped. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, didn't, I did not like to stay away from that. I didn't like them vibes, you know. 
Yeah. So yeah. you 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 paid attention to who you kept around. Yeah, and, for sure. I think that's a, a big reason of why I um, didn't end up in like certain situations, you know, bad situations, you know. So at any point in in the in this time, yeah. are you seeing? Are you starting to see some of the dudes that we're using, but starting to become? Like either dope fiends or oh, maybe yeah. falling off yeah. to where before you said you didn't see it. Yeah, I was saying like it was a big party for everybody. Yeah, it, it became real, real quick, you know, like towards, you know, I don't know if it was the dope started getting bad or, or if it started getting really good. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it was, it, people would just start bugging out. And it was like, it, it was mainly the people that just started, like, you know, like somebody just tried it, like, last month or whatever and they're already acting they're already right? act, yeah. like bugging you know and like but I would see it and I'd be like damn like, I never want to be like I don't want to be like that you know but, but, like then, you'll, but then you'll go smoke yeah, yeah. I'd be sitting all like, <laughs> in the pipe like that was a cat you know yeah. like, hit, hitting it you know what I mean passing around never some, me yeah, yeah passing around with some other uh-huh. cats you know but yeah but it was cool but I mean I'd like to think that I wasn't but I, maybe I don't know somebody from the outside looking in like damn yeah, yeah. weirdo you know but Looking back now, you you think you had like a clear head back then? Even looking now, I don't know. Like I talked to some of the, you know, to to some of the homies that like I would hang out with, you know, because one of them is at over there with me right now. He uh, he's uh, in my sober living right now. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, for remember all the stuff we used to do? We used to go steal bikes and breaking stuff. Like, well, you were a cat, you would always be weirded out, you know. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, but um, I mean, uh, looking back on it now, I can. S- totally see where like I was slipping a little bit you know that that uh that hold on it like that I think I had kind of let go a little bit you know did you ever try messing around with I'm gonna stop for a few days or a week I I would I mean no I think uh, sometimes I would want to you know but I mean, not really. Not I mean, not really. Like trying, like oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop or whatever. If it was there, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't until I started having to go to like project recovery or so you started getting busted for some yeah, things or yeah. What would you get? What What was your first bust? Um, it was what is it like possession? You know, uh, having like just wet like weapons and stuff on me. You know what I mean? Having drugs, paraphernalia. Uh, it was before. Uh, that Prop 47 came out and mm-hmm. before it was like a where the possessions were they, w- they would arrest you for it now, now it's this it psychs you uh-huh. you know uh, so this would just be you'd be out in the neighborhood and yeah, the cop just, would yeah. stop you yeah. were you on probation still at yeah. those times it was on probation so they had full full right to search you yeah 100% and then I'd have like abscounding you know I'd have warrants all the time mm-hmm. so they, as soon as they see me blurt me up you know happened when I was with her I was walking her to walking her from um to her house cops rolled up on me and rested me right in front of her and how old was your daughter at that time oh shoot my god um probably like what is it man just, you were probably, probably like 12 probably like 12 like, like 12 how old do you remember you were still in elementary school huh? you were going to, what school were you going to I think you were going to Roosevelt I think she's going to Roosevelt, yeah, so she was like, I'm in truth. But yeah, she's seen him though. She was like, hey, dad, the cops are looking at you right there. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, you know, so I gave her my phone. I don't want the cops going through my phone, you mm-hmm. know? So I said, here, here, this is your phone. Take your phone. Because I knew they were going to get me, you know? 
uh, it was the task force, so they rolled up, and then um, they stopped me. I'm like, what do you guys do? You know, hey, are you Jason Hernandez? I'm like, no. You know, I mean, they knew it. They knew, you know? And then they're like, you know, you got a warrant. I'm like, ah. I said, I'm just walking my daughter home, you know? From the I, had to, I had to take her to soccer practice. Um, I'm just got done getting somebody to eat. And then uh, I just sent my car after car after car, five of them, huh? and then two on bikes rolled up. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to have to take him. I'm like, come on, man, let me just, let me go. And then, you know what I mean? I'll turn myself in or whatever. I probably wouldn't have, but. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. No, I still have to catch me again. Yeah. But, um, but they they ended up taking me in. Uh, luckily, we had lunch with my dad. So my dad was like still on State Street. And then he came and stayed with her until um, until uh, until I left or whatever. And was that the first time you had ever seen your dad be arrested or get in trouble with the law? Yeah. I still remember it, but I don't remember how old it was, but yeah. Do you remember if that changed your perspective or what perspective that gave you about the cops? Did you see think they were bad because they took your dad away? Yeah, ever since then I like never liked cops. Like I just remember like they had like two at first and then it was like 20 cops after that and mm -hmm. I was like why do you need 20 cops for one person and then I don't know yeah, just, like, yeah. Uh, even though because even though your dad actually was up to no good yeah, and doing yeah, bad yeah. things that's the perception that's easily yeah. happened yeah. and not that cops are all yeah. they're angels either yeah. you know they basically we're all humans yeah and exactly they, they do bad but it's real easy growing up to see that happen yeah I mean, still just to this day, I get pulled over for yeah. for a ticket. You know, yeah. my heart starts racing. Yeah, I know. And I'm off probation now. And I yeah. still drop my seat bottle. I'm still like, you know, I'm driving. Yeah. Like, I don't even got no. I'm good now, you know. But I still get like that. Even yeah. in the stores, I was telling her yesterday. Like, I feel I still feel like I get, you know, looked at. Yeah, profiled mm -hmm. or whatever. Like in stores, followed around and stuff like that. But I still don't really get to. And me. you, you that didn't eat away at you being around your girl, your daughter when you're or, were high like that. <sighs> Yeah, it it, uh, it did, but like I said, I, I like to think I like to think that uh, I kind of had it under wraps where nobody no, nobody noticed, you know. It wasn't mm -hmm. ever I was never like super like tweaky like, you know like picking at your yeah, face, never bugging out like that. that, you know. It was more like I probably smoked a cigarette every five minutes or or something like that. I mean, like I said, I like to think that I wasn't really too bad, and I my ex I like to justify things sometimes so. I guess when when all I would either come around or I wouldn't come around. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like if I wasn't around, I could use the excuse like, "Oh, it's because I don't want my daughter to see me like this," or, you know, or like. But then they would they would eat at me, and then I would go see her because even though I was still high, you know, I don't yeah, think I would. But like I, I wouldn't get high around her. Sometimes you know, sometimes I'll go in the bathroom, I'll do a line or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, or she'd be with me and I'd have to like do a little deal real quick, you know what I mean? And but and how many times did you go to jail? Like that time you got arrested right there, it took you to county for yeah, a while? For a while, yeah. For a couple of moments. That time I think it was No, I got out. I think my girlfriend at the time bailed me out, I think. But you would is that something you would constantly do? Yeah, it was in, in and out? Yeah, in and out, in and out. Possessions and you dry up in there and then Nah, no? not at all. In Santa Barbara County's on no way. There's, there's more drugs in there than there is on the streets, yeah. pretty much. But, so you just kept it going? Oh, yeah. In there? Yeah, for sure. And, and so at what point did you finally start, did you ever admit to yourself that this 
It's got to hold on me, and I don't got to hold on it. Oh, yeah. There's, there was a couple times. But uh, I, it was just a voice in my head that was telling me that. It wasn't, like, coming out of my mouth saying it. You know, so I could quiet that voice. Yeah, you know? and sure it was, yeah exactly. <laughs> this real clear. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, yeah, you know, but. I'm always talking shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, damn, for bugging. I'm a good time. But, um, uh, yeah, because there's a couple times, you know, like even her mom told me one time, like, hey, man, you ever thought about rehab? And I got defensive. Who are you talking about? Who, who you know? I, I got this. You know what are you talking about? I don't even use like that. And at this point, you guys weren't together. Yeah, no, we have, we weren't together for a long time. But uh, you know, I think she's the the only one that ever really like told me like, hey, maybe maybe you need to go get some help. And I, at that time, I was in I don't know if I was in denial or if I just I, no, I was denial. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was in denial of the fact that it had a hold on me as much as it did. You know, um, but uh. But yeah, I, I just didn't know what to do, you know. And these people were telling me like, "Hey, you gotta go to Project Recovery. You gotta go to an eighteen month program at the hospitality house." And then I didn't go. And then I that's got, what the judges were telling you. Yeah, uh-huh. you know. And I was just I, at the gate every time I got a job, I always ran. I didn't report. I didn't do anything. You know, they wanted me to test. So as soon as you got out, you're yeah, right getting, back. Yeah, before I leave in the parking lot again. Yeah, yeah. when I, or somebody would pick me up in, uh, from the county. Already getting high before I go down the hill, you know, or on the way to go get it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. I'm like, what's up? Pick me up. You already know what's up, you know. It's, it's crazy, uh, you know. It's that it's that mentality, that 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 powerlessness, you know. So like, the the first time she told you about rehab was that the first time that anybody has ever told you? Yeah, first and, time. And was it little things like that that kind of made you start opening up your eyes, or did something big happen? It. it I like to. I would like to think that it was my my idea to go to rehab, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But I, I wasn't at all. I was forced into it. The, the courts either said you're gonna go to rehab or you're gonna go to prison, you know. Um, I said shoot that rehab, in, you know. I said maybe maybe this is a sign. But because at the end of my run, I really like, I prayed, you know. I got on my knees and I I remember like vividly I was on my knees praying God like God like get me out of this, you know, you know, you know like, I don't know what to do, and it got, because at this point, it got really bad, I was doing, it was just, it was really bad, um, and then, like, a week later, um, I was riding my bike, and then, uh, well, a cop that knew me, saw me, pulled me over, hey, man, what's up, you know, you got a warrant, like, damn, he got me, took me to the county, and then, without even knowing, I'm like, damn, maybe that's what, what I, I prayed for this, you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. so I kind of, like, but I didn't think I was gonna go back to jail, you know what I mean. So, but when I got to jail, I went to court, and they told me like, "Look, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna we think you're you're a perfect fit for this program. We're gonna send you down there. Like, it's your last chance." All right. So within like a week, I had to stay clean for a week in jail, which was hard, you know, because everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. So, and then once I did that, uh, they picked me up, drove me down there, and I went down there every single. Was it was it prison that the the idea of going to prison that kind of scared you straight or was it other things that I made think, you want to stop? I think it would probably the idea of like being locked up for that long and like not and being away from her, you mm-hmm. know, like she was getting older, I'm getting older, like maybe it's time for me to, like, to really just put this down, you know, I just didn't know how to go about it, you know, I didn't know what to do, you know, I think I wanted it for maybe for like for a while, but I just didn't know like what to do. You know, I knew that it, it had a hold on me, and I knew I just didn't know what steps to take. You know, I needed somebody to make that decision for me. 
you know what I mean? And I, ne- I needed to be willing to, um, to to let that be done for me, you know? Because mm-hmm. I, I would have not made that choice for myself, you know what I mean? And, and when you get sent to, like, a project recovery or to the, the programs they were sending you to, is that all out of pocket, like in restitution? Yeah, you got a bill for, coming? Yeah, for sure. But if you don't have, let's say you don't get in trouble, you have a problem and you want to go get help, is it that much more expensive to go check yourself in? I don't know because the the Salvation Army, the one that I went to, the ARC in Santa Monica, is free of charge. So okay. they're, yeah, they're they're sending people from Santa Barbara here all there all the time, you know. So, um, yeah, they said it's free. You don't gotta pay nothing. Um, you just gotta you just gotta work the program down there. So, all right, you know. So they sent me down there, and that's when I started my journey, man. You know, it was. It was hard. So you kept clean that week? Yeah. In county? Yeah. I spent my Thanksgiving in there that in 2016. And then like a week later, they uh, they came and got me, picked me up, me and some other dude. Mm-hmm. And they drove us down there. And how was that, the withdrawal process for you? Um, it was cool. Like, I was coming down. Like, I did my last little bit of heroin while I was in the county. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was, like, hating life, you know what I mean? Like, coming down a little bit. But, uh it was cool I was just trying to sleep you know wasn't, wasn't minding no, 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 wasn't minding anybody just doing what I gotta do you know Cause I was in that mindset like okay I'm gonna do this this is what I'm gonna do you know I remember calling my mom I'm like yo man like, I, I'm gonna do this you know I really wanna do this I remember talking to my daughter saying like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go down there for six months you know I'm gonna do, do this program you know I'm, just, I'm gonna really change my life you know, and I know everybody's probably like, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever. You've heard that too Yeah, before. you know, like whatever, you know, but but I had my mind made up. My mind was 100% made up. Like, that's a wrap for me. Yeah, the you know? tunnel vision? Yeah, it was it was just a wrap. I knew it. I felt it, you know. I prayed for it, you know. When did when did you start praying? When did that come into, um, into effect? Like, well, I really... Had a relationship with, with 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 God, like right. I um, I went. I wasn't. I went to prison um, in, in Tijuana one time. Uh, she was really young. She was like, how old were you when that happened? You were young. You were like maybe eleven. Okay. Yeah. I got busted down there for like transporting stuff, right? Now, unfortunately, I got busted on the wrong side. Uh, well, long story short, I was over there for. Like over half a year, uh, I spent a bunch of money. You know, you were in the prison for yeah. about six months. Yeah, the over, the over, yeah, longer than that. And then, uh, I didn't know if I was coming back. They were sending me to thirteen years over there. They were trying to keep me over there. I was like, man, I ain't ever gonna come back. You know, and it's all because of drugs. It was all mm-hmm. because like I was doing somebody a favor. They said I need you to do blah 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 whatever. They need me to do over them a favor. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get into it too much, but um. But, uh, yeah, so I did that, got busted over there, me and some other dude, we both got locked up over there, and then I really, like, they would have church service over there, like, you know, and at first it was just for me to get out of, get out of my cell, it was 23-hour lockdown, 24-hour lockdown over there, we hit yard once a week, sometimes we were on lockdown all the time over there, um, with the bunkie or just yeah, solo? Cell. Yeah, like, it was, like, selling with, like, like, 16 other dudes in a cell, like, no bigger than this room. Um, so it was crazy you can imagine like just the aggravation and mm-hmm. just people had over there um, but uh, so yeah no, I just wanted to get on myself you know so I went to church over there for a while and they were singing and they were talking about this Jesus guy and stuff like that and I'm like so I asked a guy I'm like man I 
teach me how to pray. How do I know how to pray? I want to pray, you know? And then he was like, just pray. Go to your cell tonight and pray. Because I, I, at that point, I had no, I didn't know what else to do. Because I, I, I feared that I was going to be down there for the rest of my life. Because I'm in a whole different country. Uh, there's nothing that the, no, no, nothing nobody can do for me. What am I going to do? You know? Were you going to court yeah. on like a what, monthly basis? Yeah, that very. They can just come. Okay, you're going. Come on. Like, what the heck? So it was, it was totally different down there. Yeah, it's not like you had America saying, yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, Jason, yeah. we're going to get you over yeah. here. On this date, you're going to come to, you know, blah, blah. All right, yeah. cool. Pick me up. You know, this one, it was a whole different experience. Um, but yeah, so I, like I said, I met, I met, I got this relationship with God down there. You know, he, he I prayed for, for him to, to let me out so I can uh, see my family again. Mm-hmm. And it happened. And, uh, and ever since then, like, I just had this connection to uh, um, to God, you know, and uh, and so it got rekindled when I got sent down there to to the Salvation Army. Um, I started praying again, and like that's so it wasn't like something super new to me, mm-hmm. but it was like it was new in a sense because I just left it in the past, you know. It wasn't like part of my life anymore, but I knew that I could cry out. I knew if I prayed, I knew if I uh, the faith that I had could get me out of what he got me out before then he can get me out of this too so you were a believer though back then yeah because some people it's oh, just a coincidence yeah, you know, yeah. it would have yeah. happened either way yeah. but you put two and two together yeah. and you said yeah. it's because i yeah. prayed that yeah. i got this yeah yeah for sure i look back at it i'm just like there's no there's no other way around it nobody can tell me different you know mm-hmm. um and so yeah and then like, I, I i prayed like i said in order to to the, the next time I just prayed, like, get me out of this. I know, I know you've done it for me before. You know, get me out of this, and I'll, I'll live my life for you now. I just, I need help. I don't know what to do. I'm lost. And then within a week later, it's like he just picked me up and just go sit down for a minute. You know, I got this. I'm going to work this out, sit this down. And then, a week, like, another month. I've spent, I was in the county that time for, like, a month waiting for go to court back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they sent me down there. Boom. And then he's like, it just gave me this firm foundation of like recovery and uh faith and and giving back and just all these components of life that i was like didn't did not have or wasn't uh didn't have at the time it just Mm -hmm. gave me this new bedrock of just tools and 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 and, and, uh new way of life you know and when you got there first day you're open-minded and you're ready to soak in whatever they got for you i was scared though i didn't know what to think i didn't know what i didn't know what i was gonna do i didn't know what it was gonna i didn't know what was in in store for me you know but i knew that i I needed to be there i knew that um that uh that it was gonna i knew i needed to be willing and teachable you know Mm -hmm. that's what i kept that's what they kept telling me when i got there just be willing and be teachable you know all right all right i just did whatever i was told to do you know, I was so so used to being told what to do in jail. Like, why not bring that, yeah, that same kind of mindset over yeah, here? You know, positive exactly. You know, yeah. I was yes, sir, yes, I got you. Took your shirt, got you. Boom, all this to make your bed. Boom, all this stuff. You know, and they teach you these things. They taught me like to get up to have a regular schedule. You know, get up every morning, eat breakfast, make your bed, brush your teeth, take a shower. All these things that like I was neglecting to do on the streets because I was running around, can't even change my socks when I was on the streets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I know I was staying in the shed. Uh, uh, my homie's house on the east side uh, um, just there you know wouldn't shower you know what I mean like the drugs had me you know so like to do all these things again it was like learning how to walk again you know it was it was crazy 
and a lot of the people that get sent there you see them that they're forced to go there so do they you see people not make it oh yeah and and so because they do walk-ins too like they some people are majority of the people that come are court ordered there right Mm -hmm. but some some people are walk-ins some people just had it you know they come in and they're trying to get help you know, some people never been in jail. Some of their, their bottoms are different. You know, like mm-hmm. their rock bottoms are totally different. So they come and they, they get help, and it's most of the. And but the program there is like a work a work therapy program. So you like work. It's not like you just From sit. day one. You, yeah. you get in there. They yeah. have a job for you. Yeah. So sometimes that's the reason why people leave because they're, <laughs> they got yeah, work. Exactly. Because they got to work. They're not. They don't want to get up at six o'clock. Or they don't want to get up at five thirty. Go do morning devotions go to breakfast go to work you know they don't they don't want that mm-hmm. you know so some people they, they leave before the miracle happens you know they leave before they don't even give themselves a chance you know and it sucks because I see it all the time I, ever since I've been there I've seen people leave and then that's it and then, then they go back home they relapse and then they're dead mm-hmm. they go D so, my, my, so I have so many friends that have done that and I see people come and I see people go and how old are you at this at this time when you first get to the Salvation Army? I was, I want to say I turned 33 there. I think so. I think I turned, or I turned 33 in the county, 32 in the county, 33 there. Yeah, I think I turned 33 down there, yeah. And how long had you been clean from... From when you got there prior? Seven days. Seven days only? Yeah, seven days. Yeah. So how was... And before that, it had been years? Oh, yeah. Um, so what was that experience like to be clean again for the first... It was... For the first time? It, it was... I started getting this sense of clarity, right? I started, like, uh, being able to to make decisions, like, like decisions, you know? Or, like, I, I started being self-aware of, like, Maybe it's not the right thing to do, you know. Like this, just sense of overwhelming clarity came in. You know, they call it the pink cloud, or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, um, and it felt good, you know. But it wasn't easy because I got a hundred, at a hundred and eighty days cleanness over. I want to fight everybody, you know. I was agitated, you know. I just wanted to fight. I just didn't want to be around people, you know. I still kind of had that jail mentality, you know. Like I don't want to see this, or it just it was really weird, you know. Like it. But it, but uh, I got broke when I was there. Like it broke me down. Like my counselor broke me down, picked me apart, picked me apart, piece by piece, and then he put me back together, piece by piece. Like one on one sessions. Yeah, yeah. So I just like it, it blew my mind. This guy just saw right through me, you know, right through me, you know. And I still, t- I still. So he 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 dove into what you you were really aggravated about. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. Picked me apart. Yeah. That's why I wear this ring right here. It's a, it's a serenity prayer. Uh-huh. It says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things that I can. You know? It's crazy because sometimes I can't change nothing. You know, something you can't change how people act. You can't change how, you know, the only thing you can control is the way you respond to things. And that was my biggest problem because I was responding negatively to everybody. The way you walk, the way you talk, the way just annoyed the shit out of me. Exactly, you know? Like, who does this fool think he is, you know? I had that mindset, you know? But now it's it's slowly but surely it started. I started, like, seeing things for what they really were. Like, I have no control over anybody, you know? Over nothing. I have control over myself, and, and that's it, you know? Like, I don't have the power to control anything. I was powerless to drugs and alcohol. I'm powerless to, I'm powerless to 
the way people act and the way people respond to me too I can't control that either yeah you know it's a hard pill to swallow at first yeah you know and a lot of people leave because they don't want to deal with that you know some people can't can't uh, be broken down. they don't want to be broken down and once once they get a sense of being kind of broken down they they their pride comes up and nah, 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 you know and then they, they put that wall up mm-hmm. and then so the process can't begin until you realize that like dang like i have a problem and and i need to change so once you like that's the once you figure that those two things right there then the process can start until then the process can start you know and how long can you how long is the program like initially it's a six month program so uh six months um i did seven months because i got a an extension Mm -hmm. i got in trouble while i was there um but uh even then after i stayed i uh i stayed there a total of like 10 months and then i and then i moved out to the bridge house to the sober living uh victor vega was like hey man come fill application out to this house you know because he was my sponsor at the time mm-hmm. taking me through the big book about Alcoholics Anonymous like doing, going through step work and stuff like that and um alright I did you know and then once it was my time to leave he came picked me up took me to the house and it was like that was the next step boom okay you know at 180 days when you started feeling that frustration at any point in your mind did you think about getting high I always play the tape out I play it out every day mm-hmm. I played it on the way over here you know I mean, I, I, I lost the desire and the obsession to drink or use is gone, right? I don't have, I don't desire, I don't want it, I don't need it. Um, but I think about it, you know? I think about, like, what would happen, you know? But I play the tape out of my head. You would be in jail within, like, 72 hours, you know? You'd be, you'd lose everything. You'd lose your job. You'd lose your relationships. You would, I would lose everything. Mm-hmm. There's no way all the work that I put in to get where I'm at right now, I'm going to let it go just for yeah. some little... You kind of yeah. know where that story ends yeah, already. I, yeah, you know? I've already been out yeah. the same old song and dance for me. I'm good. And this one you're enjoying to yeah. see where, where it may oh, end yeah. up, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. Happiest I've ever been. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. And the, when, you, when you're going through the program, some people... Can you make it through without ever like changing? Like if it's a six month program, do you see people graduate like playing the game just yeah. to get through? Yeah. And then they go back and yeah, start 100%. doing what they're doing. Yeah. It, it's kind of like some people use it as a a uh, little little timeout or a little time to recuperate. You mm-hmm. know, hit the gym, work out a little bit, get some muscles on, whatever, and they go back. Boom, and then they come back another year later, or they come back another eight months later. Like, dang, you're back at square one. Imagine if you would have just stuck with it. You know? What do you think's the missing like part of the formula there? Because they're in there, they're feeling good, right? They're working out. Yeah. yeah. They 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 have got to experience the some of the same things you have as yeah. far as feeling clean and yeah. sober. What are they missing? They're so for me it was like the getting clean and 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 staying away from drugs and alcohol was just the first part of it, right? That's the one thing I had to deal with. The next part that I had to deal with was was why. I was getting high, why I was drinking, all the stuff that I was trying to cover up, you know. So somebody can stay clean and sober, but if they don't work on themselves and figure out the the real source and the problem of, of what's going on inside them, if they don't work on themselves, then it's a wrap and they're going to always go back to the same thing that they're used to. The mm-hmm. same thing, same thing, you know, because life's going to happen no matter what. Life, the world doesn't care if you're clean and you're sober. It's not going to stop. Problems aren't going to stop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So people aren't going to be like, oh, man, like, you're clean, you're sober. Like, okay, they're not going to walk on eggshells. It's the world, man. 
you know so you have to be aware of that and know like okay i'm uh, it's easy for me to be to stay clean and sober now i got to figure out why i'm angry why why do i have this emotional disconnect with family members or why do whatever it may be and it can be from childhood it can be from a tragic relationship or whatever it may be mm-hmm. it can be whatever whatever reason it's different for everybody but and then once you can pinpoint that and work on that and talk to somebody and get it out and like and and because that's what the they take you through step work you know like step one step two all the way to step 12 it's like a curriculum for alcoholics anonymous like yeah na2 you know and you know and, and you go through it with somebody that's been through it before you you know what i mean like victor did it for me you know he sat me down he took me it's like write down what's your what 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 do you what's wrong with you or like what do you think is wrong with you or what's what's bothering you i had to deal with my emotions I wasn't how used hard to was that. that i wasn't used to it mm-hmm. you know i was like what the hell? and i didn't it made, it's i started getting angry you know like, what the fuck you want me to do yeah this yeah or? you know and i'm like I, I didn't i didn't understand you know all i understood was that i had to be willing i had to be open-minded and i had to be honest like, all right that's all i have to do then all right so I started writing down, started writing down what what I was feeling and why, or who I had resentments against, and, you know, like all these things. But it started bringing up, it started bringing up, um, like the light started going like, oh shoot, like that's that's probably a big reason of why I like try to mask the way I was feeling, you know, mm-hmm. like what the heck, like make start making sense, you know, and like the, just this spiritual awakening is what they call it, you know, like. It just overwhelmed me. It was like, man, like, I started working on myself and I started like addressing issues that were wrong with me inside of me, not just the outer exterior. Like, but before you opened up, when you were still hesitant, like, what were you trying to hold on to? Do you remember? Like, just like the, my family dynamics, you know, like growing up, what I saw, like the whether whether it be like physical abuse or whether whether it was like um, uh, neglect, you know, whatever it was, you know, whatever I I, I tried to. Uh, tuck away deep down in, in, in mm-hmm. certain parts of, uh, of my heart or my mind that I didn't want people to know about. You know, things that I that that uh, that I just try to keep to myself. You know, I had to give them over to God. Like, look, and how you know that's the only way. Like, like God's got me through so so much, and uh, and He's used people. You know, like that's it's a. I always say like God has brought so many of these people into my life that he has used in order to help me you know and so i need uh, and i feel like i want to be able to do the same thing you know i want to be able to him to use me to help other people help you know young the youth uh, people are going through the same things i'm going through mm-hmm. whatever it is and like that's, that's um, how I'm much doing. of a sense of relief is it you've been making all the decisions yourself yeah. whether you took responsibility for not you were the one making the decisions yeah. to get you to where you were yeah how much of a relief is it to finally just say when people are telling you, uh, what what is it, um, what do they tell you to just believe, be willing, yeah, to open minded willingness and be honest. When they tell you that, and you just say, well, okay, yeah, and you believe it, yeah. Like how is that a big sense of release or relief, or does it take a while to be like, I, this I think, is working. I think it's the release that comes from it. You know, mm-hmm. like there's there's something, there's something in putting like, the pen to the paper and many things out you know because you can excuse me you can think about it and you can like hear it and all that stuff but once you like put it down and you're really thinking about it and you're like you're writing it out you're not keeping it inside no more mm-hmm. you know and then once you're talking to somebody about it you're not keeping it inside no more and then somebody can like 
like you can kind of have like that accountability partner to it too you know what i mean like hey the person that you're talking to or telling they can be like hey man what's going on how you doing with this or how you doing with that you know what's, what's up with this or what's up with that you know so it's not like you're not feeling like you have to hold on to it so much you know clinching it with your life yeah. it's more like you know you just feel lighter you know i start feeling like damn i'm happy again i start feeling like just i don't know i just had this overwhelming sense of just happiness you know? Yeah, because you're kind of letting that poison out. Yeah, right? exactly. That baggage. You're thinking about it, it's still in you. Yeah. You may be thinking about yeah. it and like how to have a solution for yeah. it, but it's still just within your yeah. own mind. It's not, yeah, it's not a secret anymore. It's mm-hmm. not something that like I'm ashamed about anymore, you know? Like I had a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, a lot of condemnation, you know, like from a lot of things I did. Yeah. And, like, just, that for me, like what I've been learning is just like that's just how the enemy you know, it's like work, work, working, trying to keep me, trying to isolate me and keep me to myself in order to do his thing with me, mm-hmm. you know, not anymore, you know. And, and as far as writing goes, like you're, you were no writer, you were no scholar, you yeah. weren't doing essays for yeah, fun. exactly. But when you started putting the pen to the paper, it yeah. started just coming out, right? Yeah, it started coming out. I think a lot of people get caught up in like, oh, well, I, I can't write, I don't even know what to write. Yeah. But if you just take the time to yeah. like journal some yeah. of your emotions or even your events in the day yeah. you'll be surprised with how much stuff just starts flowing out yeah, exactly yeah and then like you said the biggest part after that is actually discussing that yeah and, with and somebody yeah because there's a there's a step uh, where it says like to um to admit to god to yourselves and to another human being the exact nature of your wrongs right so it has you um admit to things that you did in your past you know and like not just to like to yourself or oh yeah I did this or did that but to say it to another person like hey man like I did this you know and I feel horrible about it but like I did this you know and then and then like to tell God like man God like help me with this you know like to admit to him you know even though he knows everything but just to say it and to say it out loud or to say it to another person there's just something in there I don't know what it is but it's just something relieving a relief you get from it mm-hmm. it would help me you know but it had like again like prayer helped me with that too because I didn't want to do it so Victor would always tell me just pray just pray about it pray alright so I started praying you know just give me I don't know what to pray for but just give me the strength to want to do this give me the want to want to do this you know because that's how it's had to start with me I had to want to want it you know and once I once I got that once you know I uh, you know God gave me the strength to to uh, be, be to have courage to do it to mm-hmm. do what I needed to get done it helped me out and then you go through you what, how was graduation day for you was that a big event or? yeah it was mixed emotions mm-hmm. right because uh, in one sense I'm like I'm graduating from a rehab yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying like how you know it's not yeah, like I'm graduating you know I'm not graduating from like UCLA yeah. or something like that you know uh-huh. but but in a sense it was a sense of accomplishment right I got through I got through something that uh, took effort you know it took dedication it took it took um, it took a lot of courage for me to, to stay with it you know and it was cool because she was there, her mom was there, Philip was there, um, Philip's wife was there, uh, my dad was there, my mom was there, my little sister. So it was cool, you know, like a lot of people were there yeah. supporting me and I, that felt good. You know, it felt, it felt good to be um, like loved and recognized that like, dang, this guy did it, you know. Also, you may have not have had a big accomplish- accomplishment like that yeah. years prior. Yeah, exactly, right? yeah. So I mean, it was cool. So like, like I said, it, it wasn't like, you know. I'm not some UCSB alumni. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a proud graduate of the ARC, though. I'll tell you that, though. Yeah. I love that place. Salvation Army, like, saved my life, man. You know, I'm forever grateful for that. And was that instant to you? Like, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to give back? Um, I knew I knew I had to... I mean, I, I didn't really have anywhere to come back here anyways. At the time before I left, I was staying in the shed, you know? I was staying, like, 
I, I know her, but I, would, I was homeless pretty much, you know what I mean? Riding my bike around at night, yeah. you know, coming up, getting high and doing whatever. So I didn't really have, really have, it wasn't like I had a place to come to, come back to. So one of the guys was like, man, just, just stay out here and do phase two. Phase two is like, you, you do a living, you get a job and you get, still get to live there for a little bit and then you have to move out after, you, after 30 days. And so I said, all right, I said, I want to do it. I'm just going to stay out here because I know if I come back out here, I don't know what was waiting for me. I knew what was waiting for me, but I just didn't know how long it was going to be until mm-hmm. I was back at it again, you know? So I, I made the decision to stay out there. And it was probably, probably the best decision I made other than staying at the program. Yeah. And they do a job placement or you have to go find a job on your it, own? Well, so after you graduate, they give you, uh, it's a little different right now, but when I was there, um, they send you to this uh, place called Chrysalis. It's like a place where they sit down, help you make a resume. Um, they kind of take you one-on-one through like job interview for the process, like how to conduct yourself and like all these things in order to like, to be impressionable on the person that's going to hire, be mm-hmm. hiring you. So uh, I did that, and then, uh, but I had stopped because I got this job opportunity at a at a, uh, at a restaurant, like a cafe and a restaurant. Um, it was cool. Then this place helps out a lot of people out. They kind of through the program that people that finish they they hire them. You know, they give them a chance to get get like a stepping stone. Yeah. You know, so I went I went there for a little bit. Uh, did what I had to do right there, and then that's when I got the job opportunity at the back at the Salvation Army. I took it, and then. Um, yeah, I just, now I just have this this sense of like, just wanting to. Like I live, I, like to be honest with you, like I live for the Lord, man, and I, I, uh, my life is is, is in a. I'm in a place where I want to be able to help people, you know. So whether it's the homeless population, whether it's people that are suffering from addiction, whatever it is, like whatever God wants me to do, wherever He wants me to be placed, whatever he uh he puts in my heart to do like i'm gonna be obedient i'm gonna do it you know what i mean and i feel like that's what he did for me down there like he 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 said i'm not done with you yet mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna i want you right here um this is where i want you um all right you got it so, and part of the 12 step is also you, you're yeah, supposed to have yeah. you're supposed to be a sponsor for somebody yeah. right so i sponsor two guys right now yeah. you sponsor two guys directly but then you're working there yeah. working with every yeah a bunch of different people yeah, all the exa- time yeah exactly so it's cool yeah it's, how much strength does that give you um to want to keep on the path that you're on it uh it allows me to be grateful of, of where i've come or how far i've come you know um uh, i look for strength um from god to get me through every single day to get me through through tasks that i don't think i'm capable of doing because in my mind i can be like i'm out i'm not worthy of doing that i can't do that i can't i'm not called to do that you know what I mean? But then guys are not, hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I put you in a situation, so I'm giving you the strength to do it. Like, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Handle your business. Okay. You know, so sometimes I feel unqualified to do anything that I'm doing right now. But that's just my mind tricking me, my mind telling me. It's my past creeping up on me. You yeah, know? Come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when I know, like, that's when I got to, like, okay, that's when I got to be in prayer. I got to be in the word. I have to be, like, giving, being of service and giving back and helping people, you know. And once I do that, that's, like, breaking chains. Yeah. Know? Cause you gotta, I mean, I would imagine you gotta be strong for that. Cause you're surrounded by people with despair and sorrow See and just, every day. you know, just Even an addiction, you know, yeah. it's crazy. Like, it, 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 and what's crazy about it is like, I'll be serving breakfast Sunday mornings and I'll be having a bad day, a bad morning sometimes, you know, it's just cause I, 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 I like I said, I cook breakfast for 
up to 200 people but i got volunteers that come and help me you know get the dining room ready and mm-hmm. stuff like that but uh i'll be having a just frustrated i don't know it could, what I don't know, it could be from whatever um and then one of these homeless guys one of the uh, people experiencing homelessness come out hey man thank you so much for breakfast i was good man i'm so grateful i'm so happy today and they're like what do i have to be ungrateful yeah. like this guy just woke up outside right and he's happier than i am like it humbles me you know it puts me it just gives me this perspective of like dang god you're so good to me and, and, and you're using me to like to put food in these people's stomach like I, I i just i don't see where any other place to be right now you know this is where he wants me this is what i'm gonna do you know it's it's, it's a trip it's a trip out. Uh, and and how long's your term that you're there for now is it is there an end date or um not at the moment no uh but I mean, I know if it's my time to go, it's gonna be my time to go. You know, uh, I've been I've been in the house with the house manager at the bridge house for not even a year yet. So I know I'll be there for maybe another year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, at my job, who knows? I don't know. Just, I'll probably be there around the same. You know, but I'm always looking to do. You know, I really uh, like I said. I really wanna. What I really wanna do is help the kids. Like, to get before I even get to that point of becoming a problem, you know. So what I what I've been really interested in doing is I want to uh, look into going into institutions, right, like uh, juvenile facilities uh, and stuff like that, and, and, and taking meetings to where they can't go to, you know. Because I I've done a couple like at hospitals, like yeah, hospitals down in LA, where people can't get out to go to a meeting, so we mm-hmm. go to there like a detox kind of like. So we'll go to there and we'll talk to them and. Share our experience, our strength, and our hope, and and you know, and some some like Chandler, some don't, but we just do it just to just to do it because they can't go out and, and get it, so we come we yeah. come to you, you know what I mean? So, but I know there's a process in order to do that to go talk to kids and stuff like that. Um, it's like a six month process, so you gotta do like people for like background checks yeah, and background all that and stuff like that. So, and I'm off probation right now, so I think that will help a lot. Mm-hmm. But that's just always something I want to do. I just love. I just I feel like if we can get them like before before it gets bad, this this youth will have such a better chance, you know. Yeah, they're still and they're still impressionable, even yeah. though they put that wall up like yeah, they're not. Exactly. To me, you, I have that's why I focus on teens is because I feel that they're more likely to have what we have to say soak in yeah. than an adult yeah, who already has sure. their mind closed off. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if if they're impressionable on doing bad things, then they're going to be impressionable on doing good things as well. Exactly. You know, and I think sometimes we can get that a little off. Like, no, they just want to do bad things. No, they don't. Like, there's kids that want to do good. Mm-hmm. You know, kids don't just wake up and say, "I want to be a bad kid." You know, like, it doesn't work like that. You yeah. know, and and your relationship with your daughter today, I know you. Solid, yeah, it's it's getting better day by day. You get pretty <laughs> rocky. Yeah, growing like, up. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a struggle, you know. I was kind of in and out, you know. But um, but yeah, I just now that I I'm in the position I'm in and I am who I am now, like, like mm-hmm. I'm just dedicated to like, just being who I need to be. Now, if you don't mind me asking, what's made you so open to having a relationship with with your dad? If he's been in and out of jail all the time, you knew he was using drugs. Uh-huh. Um, but like I don't know I mean my dad have always had a good relationship and I didn't want to just like 
just because he was in jail, I didn't know, I mean, I knew he wasn't a bad person, like, he would do bad things, which doesn't mean he's a bad person, and Juan and I just... Because he always, always showed very, you love? Yeah, I was always very defensive of my dad, and, like, didn't like people talking about him, and, like, I don't know, I just got a, got yeah. a good bond. No, oh, that's, that's awesome, because you see parents who just are there for their kids every day, but the kids can't stand them yeah. you know, or at least they feel that way at the yeah. time but yeah. that's just great to see because yeah. you don't see it a lot yeah yeah for sure i appreciate your time Jason. Yeah, likewise man thank you very thank, much thank you if you would like to know more about solid foundations you can message us on instagram at solid foundations underscore sb If you would like to help support what we are doing, you can refer potential customers to our business sponsors. Contact at Charmed by Crystal on Instagram for all your hair and beauty needs. Do you know someone who wants to buy or sell a home? Have them contact Lorena Regalado at 805-403-1270. And of course, for all things office furniture, please contact Legacy Installation. More details about Legacy will follow on the closing segment. If you found value in what you heard in this episode, please share it with others and remember to subscribe so you can stay up to date with all future episodes. You can also help us provide job opportunities to teens by recommending legacy installation to all companies you know of that have needs for anything office furniture. Tell them to contact us through our website www.legacyinstallation.com or call us at 805-319-3274. Legacy is a school of work ethic for teens that uses office furniture installation as teaching material. So the more work we have, the more we can teach teens a solid work ethic while they earn a living.